Are you stuck thinking your way is the only way? Why wouldn't you? Isn't your way the best? Today on the program, Greg Budwine tells us when he finally realized that guy was him. It's driving change from ATI. I'm Jeff Berman. This podcast was created to improve our members' experience and further assist with their growth. My hope is that you will find the stories you hear from fellow shop owners relatable to where you are, where you were, or where you want to be, ultimately inspiring you to take that next necessary step. You'll be hearing how others fought the same fight and what they did to get through it and come out better on the other side. Tune in each week for another inspiring story to drive change in your shop. So I'm here today with Greg Budwine from Leadham's Performance in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Bud got his start at the ripe age of 19. (laughs) Just about my age. In 1990, and for the next two years, till 92, he worked at, uh, or was at Ford Asset School, learning how to be a Ford technician. And then in 92, he went to work for Ford, and for the next nine years, uh, very early on, had developed himself into a senior master Ford technician, and had a pretty good career there for that first nine years. Yes, we did. Grew up. (laughs) The wet behind the ears. Don't know what you learned, but you learned something, right? (laughs) And yes. if I remember right, you said to me, those were great nine years, but boy, I worked for some rough guys. I worked for some rough guys. It was hard for me. So you, you finally had the seizure that most of us have had and yes. said, I can do it better and left <laughs> forward and opened up your own shop in, 19, yes. in 2001. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Well, Greg, they heard your resume. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. You're welcome very to the welcome. program. Thanks for having me. Are you kidding me? I've been begging you for this for how long? <laughs> so anyway, um, I want to let everybody know what Greg's going to share with us today. And I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, as you can tell. Um, Greg, really, there's two pieces to what Greg's going to share with us today. We'll call it part one and part two. And, and in the first part, he's going to tell us really where he d- identified his challenge. And in the second part, he's going to talk about what he did to solve it. And I think this is going to be something a lot of us are going to be able to relate to. I'm really, really excited. Yeah, we sure hope so. I think a lot of us are that way. So, Greg, you have the floor, my friend. Okay. Let us hear it. I think uh, think the big deal is you become a, when I was a wet behind the ears guy, I became a very good mechanic. Uh, I also am a very big people person. So people are a big part of my life just because I'm a people guy. And uh, when I left Ford in those days, I left essentially because I didn't think we took good care of the customer which was who's basically paying our bills. And uh, I worked for a lot of rough guys. When you're, uh, when you're working at a Ford dealer, there's a manager over a manager over a manager, and they all got different ways to do things. And uh, it's not uncommon to get yelled at on a daily basis, and, uh, which creates some tension not only between the employees but also with the customer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought there was a better way to do it. I really did. It was, uh, it was a learning curve for me. You know, you open your own store. You, uh, you're a mechanic, you're good at what you do, you're the guy fixing the trucks, right? You know how to do it, there's, there's no problem until you hire that first guy. 
Sounds like you yes. remember that day very I, well. I remember that day very well, yes. <laughs> And uh, when you hire that first employee, your whole life changes because your expectations are they're going to do it like you do it, right? That's why you hired them because they're just going to do it like you do it. It's just natural. Isn't that how everyone does it? Yeah. This is how we fix trucks and we're going to fix them the way I do it and we're going to do it my way and that's how we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, you find out rather fast that people can get to the same results, but they don't necessarily do it your way. And uh, that's when the asshole came out in me, because I really, really? felt I, I yeah. never saw that side of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think my first four or five years in business, probably I probably went through seventeen people. I wow. mean, just constant. It was just a constant flow of people because they didn't do it my way, right? So if you don't do it my way, you take the highway. That's a pretty simple deal, wow. right? 17 and, uh, people. Oh, yeah. In less than five years. That's incredible. Oh, was, That might be a record. Uh, it's probably a record. <laughs> when you're the big A. Congratulations. You know, <laughs> should have got a trophy. You're number one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you you really, you know, you, you don't think about it at the time because they're just not doing it your way, right? Yeah. And then, and then pretty soon you figure out you've hired some pretty good talent and they've walked out of the building. Mm-hmm. And you pretty soon you're going, what's going on here? If they just do it my way, right? Right. This isn't difficult. Just do it my way. I'll keep you forever. We'll have a lifelong business and we'll all go fishing, right? <laughs> or we'll all go ride horses or we'll all go somewhere together because that's where we're headed, right? Well, some people don't want to fish. Uh-huh. Some people don't want to do that. They want to come to work. They want to do their job and they want to go home to do things that they like to do. And, uh, it was a huge eye opener for me. It was massive. I mean, just the the turnover, the people. Uh, at that time, my son was probably three or four years old, and my wife was dabbling in the business. I should say, probably she wasn't really in the business, but she was helping me on the backside of some of the book work. And you know, I'd come home and go, "Oh, I let Charlie go," you know, and she'd say, "Oh, I guess he didn't do it your way, <laughs> right?" <laughs> It's I mean, amazing how intuitive our wives oh, are, isn't it? It's crazy. It is it is absolutely insane. Well, this is a this is a five or six year stretch here. We're not talking, you know, I I, I did it for a month or two. This right. is this is over and over and over and over again. And uh it, it, it was it was crazy. It's a roller coaster really. Yeah. Because we all think for whatever reason, I believe, when we first start or we first get to that management position or we first become that owner, that everybody's just going to do it our way. Yeah. Because yeah. just look, look what I've done. Mm-hmm. So if you just do it this way, it works. I know everything. I've, I've done it all. <laughs> so just do it the way I say to do it, right? It's mm-hmm. all verbal. It's uh, not very much communication at all. And so I really... Really, really struggled with that internally. I mean, it was, this it was, was over a period of seven years. You said, no, right? five or six, five probably. or six years. Yeah, five or six. I mean, so, it was it, it wasn't uncommon. I, a friend of mine even had a joke at the time who owned a pretty big business. Um, they had uh, ten or eleven trucks at the time, and his big joke was, "Greg, you cannot leave town anymore because when you come home, you fire everyone." <laughs> right. So. So now, so now the belief is I got to stay in my business, right? Right, because right. no one can do it like I can do it. Right. I can't leave anymore because when I come home, everybody leaves. Right, right, or scanned. Well, that, well that's what I mean because yeah. they're not doing it the way that I do it, mm-hmm. and uh, it was 
it was a huge emotional roller coaster because I had some really good people that worked for us that I let go just because of something dumb. Well, you're you know? not this guy anymore. So no, I mean no, no. What happened? I mean, it must have been some moment where you went, I can't do this anymore. What what happened? Well, I think the big deal is I really started looking hard internally and going, what, what what's happening? The only common thing in this building where all these people are leaving is me, right? That's the only common denominator. Mm-hmm. All the people that have left or I fired or I canned or I let go, whatever the case is, they don't know each other, right? Because when this guy left, he don't... He don't really know this guy or this girl or whatever. So you start really looking at where the common denominator is. And that common denominator was, guess what? Mm-hmm. A.K.A. asshole, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the key there is to see that. Mm-hmm. Because until you recognize that, you think everyone else is the problem, right? Right. Well, Jimmy don't know how to do it. And Charlie can't fix it. And if they just do it better, they could do it like I do it, right? And so you're looking outward instead of going, wait a minute. The only common thing in this building, in this whole building, the only common thing is me. And when I recognized that, I realized I needed some help. Do you remember when that when that day was or... What happened to make you start looking inward as opposed to outward? I fired a guy that um, I should have never fired. I mean, the most productive guy you've ever seen in your life. Never gave you any trouble. Was on work, every, on time, every day. Never missed a beat at work. When I needed extra help, um, he was there. When I called him on Sunday, he was there, right? I mean, this guy was amazing. And, and you fired him? Oh, yeah. Why? Well, he didn't do his 55 inspection right. He didn't believe in it. So, uh, if we don't do it my way, got it. you go home, right? right? Right. It was at that moment, the very next day after I fired him, the very next day I figured out, this is, uh, this ain't right. Right. It's something I did. Yeah. Right? Yep. And it was all an approach. And so I'm calling my coach, and of course, the best part about the coaching program <laughs> is that... They just let you spill your guts, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they pick up all the pieces, right? Yeah. And he's the one. Brian Honeycutt's my coach, and he's the one that said, you know, him and George Zeke's together. We Back in those days, we were going back and forth yeah. between both of them. And for those of you that don't know George, he's a very upfront. There's candid, nobody listening that doesn't know George. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very upfront, candid, tell it like yeah. it is. He'll tell you on the phone. He'll tell you to your face. Yeah. And he said, and he told me, he said, Greg, you know what the problem is, right? And I'm like, yeah, these guys are stupid. They can't get their shit together. They don't do it my way. And he, and he let me spill my guts, right, for however long. And then he says, well, the real problem, we're, I'm talking to him right now. And I went, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and when you hang up from that phone call and really look inward and say, where's the problem? The problem's right here. I'm looking in a mirror, and I'm looking at the problem. Mm-hmm. So then you got to come up with a repair, right? What, what do you do now? You, you see you're the problem. It's very hard to admit that, number one. And then the second thing is you got to figure out how the hell am I going to fix it? Mm-hmm. If, I'm that, if I'm that crazy and I'm that wet behind the ears, how are we going to get this done? What does this look like, right? And so that's where eating the elephant comes in. To eat an elephant, you got to eat it one bite at a time. 
And ATI has done a wonderful job with having us look at our outward appearance of our shop and having us look at what the parking lot looks like and what does the customer see when they come in, right? Well, you can take that same theory and look inward and go, let's look at Budwine a second here. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? So the key is you got to look at what you do good because we all do good things. And you got to look at what you do wrong. And you got to admit to yourself that this is what I do wrong. You can have the fancy storefront. You can write all the tickets correctly. You can move trucks through the shop on a daily basis. You can have processes to take care of the customer. But if you're an asshole, people are not going to work for you. So that's, how do you discover how do you discover what you do wrong? I mean, to say, I mean, I can see this happening. I can literally see this conversation with George okay. and and you going, "Yeah, yeah, I see that. Thanks, man." And then, you know, maybe sweating a bit, hanging up the phone, you know, thinking to yourself, holy crap, I've screwed things up for the last five years right. or whatever it is. And right. it's all my fault and yes. going down the tube, so to speak. And, right. and But how do you come back out of it? How do you how do you then say, not just I'm the problem, but what are the things wrong with me? How do you discover those things? Just ask. Ask who? People will tell you. Ask anyone. You can ask your wife. You can ask your friends. You can That's ask anyone. Scary. It is scary. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. But you, you have to be willing to go, what do I do wrong, right? And admit it. And admittedly go. You can't say, well, oh, that's bullshit. My, so, my wife really don't know me, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing sometimes I'm still married because yes. she knows me so yes. well. Yes. Okay. Yes. But, but you have to be willing to listen to that. So you ask the question. You ask okay. the question. So can you walk us through one of those where you actually went to someone and asked them and yeah, how it went? I said, I went to a really good friend and I said, listen, I'm working on some stuff and it's all internal. This is all about Greg Budwine. So I want to know, what is it that you think, if I could fix anything in the world tomorrow about Greg Budwine, what would that look like? And you can't imagine the answers you get because people are scared to tell you also, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Because they're afraid that emotions are going to get involved and you're going to get mad. So you got to lay some groundwork that says, listen, I'm working on me. Right. And, and I really want to fix me. It's safe. It's safe. Right. The, the, our friendship, we're, we're still golden. Mm -hmm. Well, when you go to three or four people and they say, Greg, you're great to hang around. You're fun. We'd love to go everywhere with you and the wife. But man, when it doesn't go your way... You are a complete asshole. And you're hearing this from several, several different people. Several people, yes. Okay, so now that mirror is actually a true reflection now. It is a you true reflection. You can see it now. You can see it. And you go, really? And I, and, and you, and I even ask those guys, well, what do you do? I mean, if I become that guy, right? Yeah, what's your reaction? Because I can't see it. Yeah. What, what's your reaction? He said, well, you know, that night you called me and we wanted to go to dinner and you became an asshole on the phone. And I go, oh, I, we're not feeling good. <laughs> yeah. right? We just avoid it. Yeah. Because yeah. we know if we go to dinner with you, it's going to be hell. And I went, holy crap. My employees got to put up with that every day. Uh -huh. This is a guy that's going to dinner with me once a week. Right. Maybe twice a week, right? Right. They're, they're, it, it's a true problem. Wow. And the key is you got to recognize it. Uh -huh. that, that's the big deal. And I think you got, like I said, I think you have to ask. You got to ask your friends. You got to ask. Sometimes I think we're afraid to even ask our employees. And and when you start eating the elephant one bite at a time for your store and your employees, I believe today that one of those closures should be, what could I do different for you as the owner? 
Uh-huh. It's safe. This right. isn't. This isn't about that. It's safe. Tell tell me how you really feel, and they will tell you how they really feel, and it's it's been a tremendous help for me. It's it's changed my whole life, and that there are times when that still comes out, but I have control of it now. Uh-huh. It's not emotional anymore. It's like. Oh, I just right. <laughs> I wish everyone could see your face. Right yes. Now. <laughs> and you and you gotta go one, two. Leave the emotion out of it. Yeah. These are the rules. This is what we got to do, and yeah. this is how we're gonna fix it. So I, 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 this is just super stuff. So there's so many things going through my head right now, but the first thing I gotta ask is this. So. You now are feeling vulnerable. Oh, yeah. I think that's fair to say. Oh, that's fair to say. Okay. And you've come to some of these realizations about yourself through conversation with friends, wife, whatever. Yes. And so now you say, okay, I need to bring this to my staff. I've let them down. I'm the real reason this problem exists. Yes. And I can't keep people. Right. So you're going to go in there eating a piece of humble pie mm-hmm. yep. and ask them, to tell you mm-hmm. what they don't like about you, basically. Mm-hmm. Basically. So my question is this. In that moment, what do you think they're learning? Regardless of what they say. What, you know, the whole lead oh, yeah. by example right. thing? yes. What impact is this moment having on the staff? Do you know? Oh, it's huge. Because uh, I, I think you're showing them that you're willing to A, listen, and B, they go, wow. I got some problems too, uh-huh. right? So now, now you're coaching from the what I call the backside, which is that subliminal message that says we can be safe. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We just got to be honest. It's like right? all of a sudden the old Greg Budwine, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. The new guys in town. Yes. And everyone's looking at that, going, "Wait, this guy's an open book. This guy's right. really interested." You know, I didn't realize. That's who he was. Right. And just, I, I believe, and I, I could be wrong, I wasn't there, but I have to believe that if you truly believed that that was a precipice yep. for change, mm-hmm. and as you went about really listening to their answers and making changes in yourself, right. and they saw that example every single day, not yes. to say that you didn't fall and screw up, I'm no. sure you screwed up plenty, yep. Okay, but you were working on yourself and right. it was very noticeable, Yep. And the environment was getting better. They started doing the same with themselves. Is that true or it's not? True. I don't know. It's very true. It's very true. That's that's an amazing thing to have yes. happen. And then Until you went then, through and, it. And then and then when you sit down with an employee and you say, okay, we're going to talk about what you do right, and we're going to talk about what you do wrong, right? right? They know change can happen because and they it's safe to it. do that because you've already done that with yourself. I've already done it. Absolutely. So it we're golden. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we can agree to disagree. But the key is they understand that it's a safe place and they understand that the only reason we're doing it is so that they can grow as well as the company can grow. Did you lose anybody in this process? No. Not a single one? Not a single one. Wow. That's that's interesting. It is interesting. You know, because that says to me that even though you were this asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, You had enough intuition to probably hire the right people anyway. 
and you were doing enough right that good people were still coming in. Yes. It took them time. It's just like when you were at the Ford guy. Right, Ford right. Guy, nine yes. years before, yes. right? Yes, right. But, but, but there was enough good going on right. that you were still able to bring in quality people. Yes. And they were starving for this leadership that you were not providing. Yes. And when you did, it was like, oh, my God. Breath of fresh air. We're home, right? Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> so, but exactly. now, I asked that question because you could have very easily told me, no, there was a couple guys that didn't work out and so forth. And anyone listening may have that experience. Yes. It really could. depends on the quality of people right. you already have. Right, right. Well, you, and, you were very and, lucky. And, and and I think I think over time you you figure out some people don't want to change, mm-hmm. right? Some people don't want to look inwardly. Some people don't want to say what 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 do I need to fix, right? And it becomes unfortunate because they become a non-player, and those are the people that need to go away anyway mm-hmm. without any emotion, right? It this is what we got to do. This is the expectation. This is how we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. And if you can't meet that, you got to go away. I, just like you and I sitting here talking, that's how the conversation should go. Mm-hmm. There's no emotion. None. Mm-hmm. Zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, everybody's not laughing and smiling about it, but they understand these well, are the rules. You certainly you weren't laughing go. and smiling the day George told you to look in the mirror. No, right? I know. You no, know but that no. was a precipice, a big change for you. Yes, huge. Yeah, I wonder if you took a moment and thought about those 17 people that you canned over that period of time. Mm-hmm. How many of those do you think would not have gone away had you been the guy you are today when they worked for you? Probably over half. So at least half of those people oh, yeah. would have still been with you. Oh, yeah. Do you still stay in touch with any of them? I'm curious. No. That's a shame. I've had, uh, I, I did because I was looking inwardly, right? Right. So I have mended some of those relationships um, on my own. You know, I reached out and right. said, hey, I was a real Was that crack. part of your 12-step program? <laughs> <laughs> no, the key is when you really see what's going on, the big light yeah. bulb comes yeah. on and you go, man, I did that guy wrong. Yeah. That, that was just wrong, yeah. right? And the cool part for me is I handled vendors totally different because of it, right? Yeah. Because the first guy we want to cuss is the parts guy when it's not on time and we can't get the right part and we can't and we can't and we can't and we can't, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to go raise hell and bend over someone's desk and beat them with a hammer. You don't have to do that. No. They already know they're doing it wrong. Yeah. That's really there doesn't cool. have to be any emotion involved at all. And it's created some really good relationships on the vendor side. Because um, because of our right brain, left brain scenario, right? If right. you learn how to leave the emotions out, and we're just talking about expectations, everything changes. Yeah. And the problem is, as a mechanic, we do everything emotionally. I don't, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if it's because we're good with our hands, or if it's because I, I don't know where that comes from. But it's easy to cuss a truck and kick a tire and throw an engine on the ground, right? So that, that's what we learn. That's how we get through problems on vehicles. You cannot do that with people. Absolutely cannot. Well, you can. It just don't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess you can. But it is not going to work. You know, one thing, in listening to one thing, I, I want to make a, a point here that I think is important for everybody to hear is that, you know, you can't control the things that are happening around you. You know, 
you know, it's snowing. You, you, you see that. You can't do anything about it. A customer comes in, he's mad about something. You can't control what other people do and what's going on around you. No. But you can control how you react to those things. Yes. And what you do. Yes. And I think all too often, we don't think about that as something that we actually have control over. Right. And if we do, I can't, I can't control what's coming into my brain visually through what I hear and through right. what I smell. But if I take a moment and, and really just analyze that for just a moment right. and not react, right. I'll typically have a smarter, better response. That's I true. can control what I do. Yes, and the, and the key for me was when I reacted in the old days, I was very demeaning. I didn't do it on purpose. It's just the way I came across. It's just yep. my style, mm-hmm. right? It's just what I do because that's what I do when I'm working on a truck. And because you've been doing it for so because long, I, it, it, it must be right. It, it must be right. <laughs> it's all I know, right? That's right. It, right. And, and I learned that from the dealership management mentality because those guys are sitting in the glass office and they're going, ah, oh, them four monkeys out there, right? <laughs> and so over time, you, that just becomes normal. Right. You, you think that's the way it is, and that is not the way it is. And you recognize there was broken in that yes. environment, yes. but because you were a child when you walked into it, yes. all you knew was it's the yell and tell world, yes. right? So yes. even though you went back into right. the shop thinking, I can do it better, yes. you really didn't have any tools. You didn't know what to do better. No. All you knew was what you knew, right. which was yell and tell. Yes. That was fun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the toolbox was empty. That's that's fascinating. It's pretty cool. Like well, I said, it's been a journey. It's, I don't know how cool it is, but it's fascinating. It, it's cool now. It it's wasn't cool, cool then. It was not cool no, then. No, 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 it was not cool then. No. Wow. So no. you, you got another little just nugget I want you to share. You Dang. told me a little story about the, uh, the trim, <laughs> trim guy. Top. Yep. You, you got to tell this story because it does relate and yes. it's really powerful. So while I'm trying to make myself better internally, the, the key is that you're creating relationships everywhere. So the, the I called a friend of mine who has a trim place. They do doors and windows, and they do all kinds of stuff. So we, uh, I went up there to visit him because when you look at successful people, it changes your mindset, right? So I wanted to see what he does in his place. It's got a beautiful building, big, big building. They plane doors. They do, they do all kinds of door handles, trim, molding. I mean, they, he's got. 42 employees and they're just racking and stacking and I mean it's like a machine in this building and he's given me this tour and the guy that's working on the door planer which makes the door square obviously or trims the door whatever they do it's a really cool machine because they just put a whole door in it and it either makes the edges square edges round or does all this neat stuff can I bring my doors down because they all can't And and they and this thing goes through this door planer about every thirteen minutes, and uh, while we're standing there talking to him, this guy that works for him says, "You know, if I had this little holder over here, I could uh, I could make this go a lot faster." We started talking, and I figured out that through the door planer, it takes about thirteen minutes to go through this door planer. He says, "If I had a little holder, I could get this done a lot quicker." So. We talked about it, and I talked to him about it. Well, pretty soon, I'm back at the shop because we do everything truck, and we build things, and we cut things, and we do all kinds of fun stuff. I asked uh, my partner, Larry Leadham, if we could build this little piece that he needed for this door planer. So we did. I took it back over there. 
That door planer now, doors go through there every four minutes instead of every 13 minutes. Wow. You save, what, nine minutes? Nine minutes off the production floor because that guy doesn't have to stand and hold the door while it's going through the planer anymore. So you go into this company. Mm-hmm. You see it's you know a well-oiled machine out well-oiled front. Well-oiled machine. You know, a lot of processes. People yep. are doing their job. They yes. understand their job. They've been trained well. Yep. They love what they're doing. Yep. And this guy's looking at his thing going, you know what, I'm standing here for 14 minutes. Yep. What the hell is wrong with this picture? I could be doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. I gotta square the door. Why do I have to stand here while this is happening and watch the machine? I should be doing something else. So he realized that if he had this piece mm-hmm. that didn't exist, right. and he says it to you, and you right. say, oh, I can do that. Right. So. The interesting part of that whole deal is that the reason that came up is because the owner right. says, this guy does everything. If you ever need anything, you just call Greg. Right? right. right. That, that, that's how this happened because mm-hmm. I'm the truck guy. Right. So they're the trim guys. I'm the truck guy, right? Yeah. So if you need anything, just call Greg. And he says, well, as a matter of fact, I need something to hold this door. Right. <laughs> Wow. Yes. That's amazing. It was really it was really good. So you obviously improved his process, probably yes. started making him even more money. Yes. Was making more yes. More. yes. I'm sure he didn't have a problem with that. No. Okay. No. No. But what did that do? I mean, you already had a great relationship. But, I did. But yep. what did that do for that relationship even more? It, it had to make it better. What, oh, it what makes changed? it make, made it a lot stronger. Is, is he? Bet. I mean, he's got to be thinking of you differently. I'm sure oh, his staff oh, is yeah. seeing that. You know, this the is, funny part of that story is now we've done all kinds of stuff for him. Right? This is this is a year and a half ago. You you can't imagine what we've built for this guy. Mm-hmm. You you can't. I, oh, I can't I, imagine. I, I'm sure. I, I could sit here for an hour and tell you the coolest stuff you've ever seen in your life that we've built for this well who now he's seeing something and he's always thinking i gotta call greg he's gonna help me yeah he bought a brand new motorhome right it's probably a six hundred thousand dollar bus so you're gonna spend the hour telling us these stories no 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 (laughs) no go ahead no no but he wants to tow his jeep behind it and no one will build him a rack for it to, to for a tow bar right so we built him a removable tow bar on his jeep and we had to build it but i mean it's everything i mean the they're just in the habit now. When his two sons who work in the company need something, they just call Budwine. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it goes. And if it is something that moves and has an engine, mm-hmm. whether it's marine or truck or doesn't, car or motorcycle matter. or whatever the hell it matter. is, I'm getting a phone it's call. coming to you, yeah, right? I'm getting a phone And call. what is he telling everyone he knows about anything that moves that has thing. an engine? The same right? thing. Yep. All because, probably more so, because of that day where you help with the door. Yes. I'd have yep. to believe that. Yep. And, and really, the, the lesson in this for me is that we're, I hate to say this, but it, it's really true. I think in a lot of ways, we want to believe we're givers, mm-hmm. but we're not. And I think that this story articulates the power of giving. Right. And how when you do give, it really does come back to you. It does. And, it does. and you know, I, I hope that we all really think about that and right. and we become more givers yes there's a great book called the go-giver that yes. i would highly recommend everybody listening read yes. it's a very easy read i think they have it's available in audiobook bob berg is the is the author great book yeah the interesting part of that is you can't give if you're the asshole mm-hmm. you, you can't you, well, it, it's not in you because you're you're all you have the expectation that you're you're gonna get something in return uh-huh. when Nobody owes you nothing. They well, you know, really don't. It's funny because the true essence of giving 
really is, if you really do give for the right reason, it's all about how it makes you feel, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're not doing it because you're trying to make money. You right. know, you don't you don't uh, you know advertise on the on the kids' baseball league on the back right. of their shirt because you're trying to get seen. Right. Although, are you right? right. You know, right. or you're not you know volunteering at the soup kitchen because you want to wear your shirt and have people see it or whatever it is that you're doing. The silent auction, the toys for tots. It shouldn't be about the advertising. You're doing it because you want to do it. And when you do it for those reasons, it makes you feel good. Right. And when it makes you feel good, you want to do more. Well, yes. And That's when true. you do that, people take notice. Yes. And your business starts to grow. Yes. You know, one of the things that we do at every super conference is we give an award for Humanitarian of the Year. Yes. And that really is about how much you give. Right. And it's funny, whenever I talk to clients about that, they always seem really embarrassed about sharing these things because they don't want to look like they're bragging. Right. And I always say the same thing to them, which is, why would you think that way? If you really truly want to help whatever it is you're doing, you know, building hospitals in Guam or, you know, I right. mean, some of the stuff that you guys do is fascinating, right. amazing right. stuff. Yes. You know, the more people hear about this, the more it will inspire them to not just do some of the same things, but anything. And isn't right. that what giving's all about? Yes. Don't yes. you want to help? Yes. 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 Shout it from the freaking rooftops. rooftops. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That's so, and, and once I share that with them, they go, oh, well, that makes sense. And then right. all of a sudden, I got 100 things that they've been doing in the community, and right. we, can, we can give them an award. Yes. So. Yes. Anyway, yep. tremendous stuff, Greg. Good. Really, really, really great to have you here today. <laughs> it's good to be here. Yeah, I uh, back in Balmer, as they say. <laughs> how many times have I asked you to do this? I'm so glad I finally convinced you. Okay, everyone, sharpen your pencils. It's time for reflection. I wonder how many of you feel that the best way to do things is your way. Greg certainly did. Everyone around him could see it, but not him. It took losing 17 good people and finally firing the wrong guy before he realized what was really wrong. The common denominator, he said, was him. Once he realized that, as hard as that was, the real challenge became, how did he fix it? What did he do to improve himself? He decided... He was going to ask the people that love him the most, as difficult as that may have been. He gave them a safe environment and made it clear that their friendship or their relationship would not be affected at all. And he asked him one simple question. If I could fix anything at all in the world about myself, what would that be? The answers were tough, but Greg knew they would be tough. And as a result, he learned what he needed to, to do better. So what did he do? He looked inward. And to quote him directly, this is what he said. I had to look at what I do good, because we all do good things. And look at what I do wrong. And admit to myself, this is what I do wrong. Once that took place, he went to his staff vulnerable and exposed and he told him 
that he failed them. He created a safe environment for them. He modeled for them what he expects from them. And he became the leader that they desperately wanted him to be. You know, you really can't control what comes in. You can't control what you see, what you hear, what you smell, what you taste. But what you can do is you can control how you respond to those things that do come in. Greg learned that lesson. And he became very good at not reacting emotionally. At taking the time to analyze what's going on. And recognizing when the hairs are standing up on the back of his head. Before he lashed out. This once again taught the staff a valuable lesson. Leading by that example. Showing them how much he cares. At the end of our interview... Greg talked about the power of giving. We referenced a book called The Go-Giver, which I highly recommend you all buy and read. The true essence of giving is how it makes us feel. And to help create and help whatever it is that we're trying to help. The more of this we do, the more we inspire others to do. And I would hope that we all not only do more to give, whether it be to our families, our communities, our employees, our customers, our industry. But do it for the right reasons. Do it because we want to help, not because we're trying to grow our business. And when we do that, what happens is people take notice. The community around us latches on to that. And ultimately what we do is grow our business. You have been listening to Driving Change from ATI. If you liked what you've heard today and feel you have something compelling to share with your fellow shop owners, we're waiting to hear from you. You can contact me, Jeff Berman, by emailing podcast at autotraining.net. Let me know what it is you can't wait to share and how I can reach you. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you're notified when the next podcast is available. If you're unfamiliar with ATI and you want to learn more, you can check us out online at autotraining.net. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.